The 2022 BNP Paribas Open has drawn to a close and we have had nearly two weeks of some of the most wonderful tennis, dramatic moments and brilliant atmosphere. We've enjoyed every moment of Tennis Paradise and it's Igor Svantec and Taylor Fritz who are the ones holding the glorious Baccarat trophies. Hello everyone and welcome to the final episode of the Tennis Paradise podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is Craig Gabriel. With me are my friends and colleagues Jill Kravis and Nick McCarvel. The final day saw Igor Svantec claim a 6-4-6-1 victory over Maria Sakkari and after that Taylor Fritz scored a 6-3-7-6 win over Rafa Nadal for the biggest win of his life. For Svantec it means she's reached a career high ranking of two in the world and she equals her illustrious compatriot Aga Radvanska as the highest ranked Polish players ever and she extends her lead in the win-loss record to 23 for 2022. Jill, Nick, let's first look at the women's final. Windy conditions, Jill. Yeah, it was a bit tricky. I think um, it was difficult for both players and a lot a lot of times when it is difficult, it's about who handles it a little bit better. And I think overall, both players started a little bit nervous. There were four breaks of serve right in the beginning. So I think a little bit nervous from both players, which is understandable. Um, and I think in the end, Svantec just handled the conditions a little bit better, handled her nerves a little bit better overall. She's obviously a little bit more experienced being in a position like this at a big final. Um, so she's done that a couple times already to be able to come through. So I think mentally she was just a little bit stronger. And I definitely think at the end of the second set, Sakari's level dropped slightly and Svantec just was able to finish really strong. Yeah, I have to agree with Jill. And I just, I think that Svantec now five and one Craig in uh, finals in her career. We know that she's the French Open champion from a couple years ago, but I was watching a lot of it courtside. And Sakari, after that first set, six four, you kind of felt like, okay, can she figure out a way to get on Iga's level? But I am all aboard the Svantec Express. I just think that she is mentally and physically playing some standout ball. She said that Thomas Witkowski and the whole team, they were talking about, could she win this tournament at some point in the future when they arrived here. She's champion now, and I think she's playing some of the best tennis on the WTA, 20-3. and three. And Sakaria, I think they have to go back to the drawing board just a little bit. She's not able to bring her best stuff when it feels like the pressure is really on. She's now had the, a few iterations of a, a match like this, and I think that she's gonna get that with experience. But even though these are two young players, I feel like Sviantec is still the one with that little bit extra of experience. Yeah, well, look, we're going to hear from both ladies. Uh, Sakari was very disappointed with the outcome, and she said, you know, that it wasn't because she lost, it was because she didn't execute the game plan that uh, she had been given. Um, but she said, it's such a pleasure to now be ranked number three in the world um, and equal it, Stefanos Tsitsipas as the highest ranked Greek players ever in tennis. As far as Sviantec is concerned, you know, she was just blown away, obviously, by the whole thing. Joe, what do you think is the next step for her? Well, I f yeah, she mentioned that she couldn't believe she was at this stage. I mean, she's number two in the world now, and I, she is surprised at how quickly she's risen, risen, and also after just winning Doha, how she was able to do it again. So that's what she was most pleased with. And I think to just continue to rise to get to that number one spot, it's about having that consistency. Now, I think she has that extra belief belief that she can win these big, big titles back to back, which she's just proven. So that's going to be a big confidence booster for her. All right. Let's, let's hear from both ladies. 
at the beginning of the tournament, I wouldn't even think about winning, honestly. Of course, you have to believe in yourself, but um, I'm a realistic person, so... Um, yeah, for sure, um, especially winning after um, playing so well in Doha is giving me a lot of confidence and kind of believe that I can do it because um, I wouldn't think of myself as someone who is ready to play um, two tournaments in a row and win it, you know, so for sure um, hard work is paying off and uh, yeah, I mean, I felt for a couple of days the pressure on my shoulders a little bit more because of the the stage of the tournament and obviously how, how big is it. It's one of the it's the biggest tournament after Grand Slams. So yeah, last couple of days have been really stressful for me. So um, that's another reason why I'm proud of myself that I made it. Yeah, sometimes um, when I think about it, I just you know cannot believe that I'm actually there are only two girls above me right now and I, I just cannot believe it right now because it's um, I mean for whoever like followed my steps the last couple of years uh, they know what that means to me and it's just that um, I'm very proud that you know myself and Stefanos have actually grown tennis in Greece and you know being having two players in that ranking position is something huge for us and um, I'm gonna say it again but I'm very proud of myself this week. Now to the men's final. Nick what an encounter I mean <laughs> that was gripping stuff all over again. It was you know and I we actually started the day watching Taylor Fritz in front of us an empty stadium one it was about uh, 12 o'clock before the gates had really opened and he came out for practice having had that ankle injury against Andre Rublev in the semifinal and he really couldn't move. He walked off the court, he was frustrated. Obviously they went back, they did treatment. He went, we heard, to, to practice again before the match. So for us in the commentary booth to start, we were really looking out for, is Taylor even gonna be competitive? 4-0 start out of the gate. Rafa was just off in that first set. I think Taylor did well to manage it. He was hitting big off both sides, being aggressive the way he was against Rublev. I thought that was a big key. Rafa didn't have his A game, but once we settled into that second set, I felt like Rafa was able to find his range better. He was able to find his depth better. The forehands got more consistent. But Taylor Fritz, uh, the credit has to go to this guy who is continuing to reach career mi milestones in Indian Wells. And we've been asking the question of some of these American players, who's going to be able to make this breakthrough? He's the first American man to win this title in 21 years since Agassi. And Jill, now it feels like, you know, Riley Opelka's been there a bit. John Isner, obviously for years, we've had different number ones. It really does feel like to me that Taylor Fritz now becomes the lead race car among the American men. Yeah, I, I, he's proven it, obviously. But what I love, I think, is the camaraderie between the American men right now. I think they're really pushing each other. We've seen them go out and support each other, watch each other's matches, playing doubles together. I mean, that is inspiring to, to each other and to the young Americans that will come after them. And I think it is so important to have that support and to push each other. Taylor Fritz also has a couple Americans in his coaching box, a mentor Paul Anico, now Mike Russell, who competed on the tour for a long time and the grind that Taylor Fritz hasn't been able to put in on the practice court has completely transferred to the match court and I just want to touch on something 
that knit Brock that brought uh, something to my mind was that match against Rublev in the semifinals was so important because that was the match that he really stepped up and got aggressive from the start and I felt like he learned from that it worked and I felt like he knew he had to do that against Rafa but the fact that he did it in the round before made him feel more comfortable and confident going into the final. Well, we're going to hear from both Taylor Fritz and Rafa Nadal. And Rafa Nadal was saying that he was, quote unquote, very sad, but he did not want to take anything away from Taylor Fritz. But he did explain that he was struggling physically. He was struggling to breathe. So he said it was like pins, needles that he was feeling. So he thinks that it's some sort of a rib issue. And uh, he said he's, he was also feeling a bit ill, but he said full marks to Taylor for his incredible performance. So we're gonna hear from both the guys after this uh, monumentous final. I mean, no, it's like I, all I said after the match, I kept saying, <laughs> I, I mean, I cussed me, I can't believe it's real. Uh, I signed the camera, I just put question marks. I was like, I just don't even believe it. So, no, seriously, like this is, this is seriously like a childhood dream come true that you just like a wild dream that you never expect to actually happen so it's it's it, it really hasn't even sunk in it's not only about pain it's about i don't feel very well because it affects to my to my breath so uh it's you know more than sad for the lose that something that i i accepted uh immediately and even before the match ends uh, Mm, it's about more that, about the, 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 that I, I am suffering a little bit, honestly. So absolute congratulations for Taylor Fritz, who's become the first American man since Andre Agassi in 2001 to win the BNP Paribas Open. And he's the youngest man to win the title since Novak Djokovic in 2011. To Nick and to Jill, my extreme thanks for the last couple of weeks. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you all have enjoyed it. It's, uh, we've had a lot of laughs and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having both of you all on board. Uh, Craig, thank you so much. Nick, thanks so much. As I said, I was new this year and you guys embraced me with huge warmth and huge heart. So much appreciated. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure for us, uh, you know, on site, the Bank of the West radio team, but also doing the podcast with you. You've, you've driven that ship, Captain Gabriel. So thanks for doing that. So everyone, that brings the Tennis Paradise podcast to an end. We so hope you've enjoyed it each day. The stories, the comments, the player remarks. I should tell you that tickets are now on sale for the 2023 BNP Paribas Open, which will be the 6th to the 19th of March, 2023. So on behalf of Nick and Jill, thank you so much for being with us. This is Craig Gabriel. Bye-bye from the BNP Paribas Open. We look forward to your company again this time next year.